Uh, and we hadn't talked in probably a year at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, my life sucks. I should do that. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm good now. Just so everyone knows, I'm good yeah. now. I'm That's good. That's so good. Working in a go-kart track will drain your uh, life. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Boom. Here we are. Hello. Episode Hello. episode five. Episode five? Where's the yeah. time gone? Where's the time gone? We've done five of these. Well, we've done four and a trailer, so we've done five. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty rad. That is pretty rad. Um, Your lighting looks started, great, by the way. Yeah, I've got... Thank you. I've got this... Uh, I got the window open, and it's like that sunset hour it's mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. it's real flattering which is great it's good for me I need <laughs> mine, that. i'm like in a cave so it's fine <laughs> mine will get it'll get dark here in a little bit um so here's some follow-up okay first of all people are raving about episode three have are you had they? anybody have you had anybody listen to episode three and give you feedback so many people they just oh yeah it. no i'm lying <laughs> i'm lying um these aren't, you know, strangers off the street or anything, but the people that I know that are listening said, um, yeah, they couldn't turn it off, which is good. great. That's maybe so they're good. just, maybe they're just being nice, but it was cool to hear because nah. we are really hoping that episode three becomes most episodes in the future if we can yes. pull it off. So it was cool to kind of prove, prove out the model. Um, so that's my first bit of follow-up. Love it. My second bit of follow-up is a little bit of an, in your face. Um, <laughs> Why? I'm going to share my screen. Okay. I'm nervous. And I want I want you to describe to the listener no. what, what you see. Oh, this was a no. picture. Hang on. This is a picture taken by my stepdad, Scott. Okay. okay. Papa Scott. Uh, Papa Scott took this photo yesterday morning. Okay. In pa- Utah. Oh, this what? I see. He's yeah, showing see? me the mountains. It's no. very weird. <laughs> you liar. Don't I know lie. that there's mountains in Utah, Logan. <laughs> He's what showing me an eagle. It's a bald eagle. It's a mother flipping bald eagle. It's a bald ego quotation. It was taken in Utah. It was photoshopped. Yeah, I photoshopped it. That's why it's nice and blurry. Um, it's nice hey. and blurry. It's nice and blurry because. That's an osprey on the right, which I'd never seen. But mm. we went to Duck Creek, which is above Cedar City. Really cool it, spot. Everything about this sounds made up. We were fishing in Duck Creek Pond. And that osprey <laughs> dive bombs into the water head first. And comes they don't up with do a, that. They do. I'll show you. No. I'll send you a YouTube video. Okay. Comes up with a fish and starts flying away with the fish. And we're all like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Go nature. And then this bald eagle comes screaming across the lake and starts trying to murder the osprey to get the fish. Oh no. Oh it was, no. It was awesome. It was full on like Discovery Channel. It was just it was magical. You just had a front row seat? Front row seat. Yep. Front there row in my, seat to nature. There in my camp chair, just enjoying enjoying the view. But yeah, okay. shout out to shout out to Papa Scott for uh proving proving me uh proving me right <laughs> i love it i know my dad's here right now working on my yard with my husband <laughs> we should get him in here and get his opinion on this that would be great <laughs> oh so i love it i um yeah i just got a, a notification that our first guest is waiting in the waiting room um and i am going to let him in and i'm going to let him describe what his uh username is here i'm going to let him in and then he can he can tell you what uh there he is. Do you, Lucas. Howdy. Do you want to stop sharing your screen? Do I want? Yeah, yeah. Let me stop sharing my Sorry. screen. Hey. Hi. Hi. 
We got a shy guy here already. We got a shy guy. Um, Luke, Luke, don't run away. Um, can you please uh, tell the listener what your uh, username that you logged into this podcast is and, and tell the origin story of where, where this name comes from? Oh, you mean my real name? Because your name... <laughs> Poop Crane. Your name, is, your name is Luke. Yeah, you're, sorry. Your name is Luke. But when we first met, I changed your name officially. Yes. Uh, I am now known legally as Poop Cranmer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's... Yeah, go ahead. Let's go back. Let's take it back to what, 2016? Yes. Yeah. 2016. I was Logan's intern, which means that he got to make my work badge for me, which not only was my name Poop Cranmer, but my picture was Michael Sarah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. My first intern ever, I thought, let's make this interesting. Start so off on I the right out foot. His work. Yeah. Let's start on the right foot. Yeah. <laughs> I made his work badge say poop instead of Luke. <laughs> and uh, and then his his profile, his like avatar at work was was Michael Sarah. Um so it was it was the coolest. Um yeah, Luke, t- tell uh, maybe a little bit deeper of the backstory other than your embarrassing uh, work badge. Like, how did you find me? What were you up to? Like, what did the be- what the the origin story of all this? Yeah, I was just a shy high schooler in his room with a laptop, um, designing things I thought looked cool. Um, and at the time, my older brother worked at a great company, which we all love, named Bluehost. Um, mm-hmm. And so he knew... Um, what was Drew's title at the time? He was a project manager. Yeah. So he knew, uh, our friend Drew, who was a PM there. And he said, Hey, my little brother likes making stuff. Um, is there anyone he can talk to about that? And so like two days later, I got put in a text chain with Logan. We started chatting and he said, yeah, come in, hang out for a day. So came in, I feel like we instantly clicked made a couple of jokes that yeah. I should not have made, but they worked. Um, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. Logan and I became besties. And then I started coming in like once a week. Uh, and this was the summer going into my senior year of high school. And so at the end of the summer, Logan was like, hey, I know the person that's in charge of internships at your school. And if you want it, like there's an internship available for you here. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. now it's okay. <laughs> and now it's it's okay that we're besties because he's in his twenties and he's not like 15. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, which no. was just always which was always just so weird. Like he would yeah, we lit like I don't know. My wife and I we we kind of adopted him early. Um started coming over and hanging out, watching movies with us, watching basketball. Homeward bound. Um Homeward oh, Bound. Homeward yeah, that was Bound. a classic. Hell yeah. of a show. So we, so good. we, <laughs> we uh, yeah, we bonded in a bunch of ways and uh, we've kept in touch. And now he's um, essentially an uncle or godfather to my two kids, which is really fun oh, too. That's so fun. That's very fun. Yeah. Second generation of besties. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Well, yeah, that's the origin story. Luke is now. Um, well, I mean, that's part of what I wanted to talk about today is not like your entire journey chronologically, but sort of finding um, finding your way to where you are now and the interesting stops on the way. Yeah. Um, I told Jordan, I sort of hoped, Jordan, do you remember what the topic was, the way that we phrased it for this episode? She's giving me a... Yes, a, I remember every detail. Oh, wow. No, okay. I don't. Yes, I'm say it then. No, no. <laughs> um, I think it was something about finding your people. Um, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Fi- finding your people at work. Um, yeah, ma- trying to make friends, trying to fit in at work, things like that. How difficult or easy that can be depending on all of the contextual things that go into just trying to be social at work, which is just wild. So It's just the worst. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, kind, of what, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um, Luke, you could even start 
with your education. You could start your boot camp and talk about <clears throat> what that sort of mix of people was like, how you felt like you fit in. You could go back even further. You could talk about high school because I know you loved trying to fit in in high school. Yeah, no, I was so good at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my best friends in high school were, were the 30-year-olds I worked with at Blue Coast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Making friends inside and outside of work has never been the easiest thing for me. Um, I wanted to talk about, because you, you and I kind of like lost touch a little bit, not like officially or anything, but we talk now like more than we ever have. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there were a couple of years there where you were between um, boot camp, like you graduated high school, knew you didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. So then you're immediately like, <clears throat> you don't have that normal baked in social life of just being in college, um, living in a dorm or living in an apartment with a bunch of dudes going to college. Like you kind of missed out on a lot of like typical friend building mechanisms. Um, yeah, I don't know. What was that like? Uh, yeah, not the easiest thing ever for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So after, after the internship ended and I graduated from high school, um, I did try a semester at traditional college, and it felt exactly like high school. Um, mm. Most where did you go? Uh, UVU, Utah Valley. Yeah, okay. so that kind of yeah. explains it. Yeah. yeah, me too. It was it was mostly my fault though because I did like I signed up for four classes. I think it was like geology, math, English. Like I didn't take a single fun class, and I went from. Uh, working at a cool tech company where I got to play VR to having no money and working at a go-kart track. <laughs> well, oh no. <laughs> well, as a, a go-kart mechanic. Um, well, wow. while attempting to go to UVU before dropping out, uh, I want to be generous and say three weeks into the semester. Um, That's yeah. No, that's impressive. <laughs> no. It was it was just a really frustrating time because I felt like I really knew what I wanted to do and I felt like I had a path to do it um and then it all just like kind of crashed and ended. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. until one day Logan calls me and he's like, "Hey, I know some people that are putting together a boot camp um if you're still interested in design." Uh, and we hadn't talked in probably a year at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, my life sucks. I should do that. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm good now. Just so everyone knows. I'm good yeah. now. I'm That's good. That's so good. good. Working in a go-kart track will drain your uh, life. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so I went to that boot camp. Uh, it was an awesome experience. Learned a ton. Built my portfolio. Um like anyone out of a boot camp, I finished it and I was like, I know everything. Give me a job, <laughs> you know? Uh, Don't we all? Yeah. We all know everything. Yeah, just an inflated ego, which is great. Um, job recruiters love that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so finally I get, I'm on Glassdoor every day and I'm looking and I see this uh, job opening for this company in Provo as a product designer. And I was like, product designer, UX designer, synonymous, right? So I go and interview, interview goes well. They're like, yeah, we'll hire you on. Great. Um, so I go in the first day and they're like, you're going to be working on InDesign. And I was like, isn't that for like something else? That's not UX. <laughs> and they're like, no. And they're like, oh yeah, you're going to be designing our physical products, like the, the labels. And I was like, okay, that's at least like creative. And what they meant by that is you're going to be changing the copyright date on our labels all day. <laughs> oh, no. So for 10 months straight, I was staring at InDesign, changing copyright dates from 2017 to 2019. 10 you months? Were there. I was there for, were 10, there for months. 10 months. 10 Oh my goodness. How did you, how, well, why? Part why of, were you there for 10 months? Part of that is that my will to um, find a job was crushed uh, because oh, yeah. I left UX, uh, the UX bootcamp thinking I know everything and then all of a sudden no one wants to hire me. And mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, that can be pretty defeating. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I suck at this. I am not good. <laughs> no one wants me to work there. Um, so maybe I should just give up. Um 
And after 10 months of just like the most demoralizing work, I finally like touched my portfolio for the first time again uh, in that entire span. And yeah, you got to add in all that InDesign work. Yeah, no, that Mm -hmm, will blow mm -hmm. people away. Um, (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, so Logan reached out again, my saving grace um, was like, Hey, this company that's in my building, um, they're looking for a designer. Um, Their startup, they don't have any designer right now. They're looking for one. So send them my, send them my resume and everything. And, did the interview and then got my first UX job, um, which was awesome. Uh, it was very hard at certain points and very frustrating um, being the only designer there, especially because I had to do everything. And I was working with a dev team in India and it was a very new company and all of our so not only would I have to design everything, I'd then have to go and take screenshots of every single button and then write about it in Google Docs and say, this button should have this pixel radius and should be this color and just go down through every design. Oh, yikes. And so I was like, this yeah, is so time consuming. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I did that for a year and a half. And then Sean, um, who Logan and I worked with together at Bluehost, he was like, I actually went there on a a research. I was working for a user testing company. So I reached out to some tech companies around Utah and asked if I could just sit in and like ask them about how they do user testing. And one of those companies was Entrada. And so I, yeah, after I left there, Sean was like, you should apply. Like we have an opening. So did that worked there for a year. Um, not the easiest job I've ever had. <laughs> and then after a year, I was like, something needs to change. I feel like I'm just like barely getting through the day, you know? And so yeah, applied at this other company, got the job. Now I'm six months later and I love my life and I love my job and everyone I work with. Where so I'm at Canopy. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, Very is it Canopy? Cool. We're working with patrick freaking cox yeah so yeah patrick who's not gonna, cox who's not gonna who's not gonna love their life do you not know patrick i don't know patrick oh, oh man i don't know a, anyone what a delight shout out to patrick cox um yeah he's a he's a homie really really good guy great leader cool. um luke i want to i want to take you back like 45 seconds and rewind to where you said you were barely scraping by yeah yeah do you want to dig into the why of that a little bit? Um, I The simple answer is I didn't care about the work that I was doing. I had no – I didn't enjoy it. Um, I didn't – I don't know. I didn't feel any connection with the product. I The way that they, the company was set up there, I felt like kind of a production designer where, like, they almost treated mm-hmm. the UX team as, like, a freelance team where they're, like, we have this fully thought out thing and we want you to design it. And every single time it's going to be a table. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just like no room for creativity. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, for the first time since designing copyright dates, I didn't enjoy design anymore. And I, I, How many, sorry, go ahead. That was it. (laughs) I was just going to say, what was the time frame in between the dates and then this point? Um, Between doing the copyright dates? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was like two years between those two jobs. Okay. So you had a good, you had a good two year, like going up and it kind of plateaued. Yeah. Maybe went down a little bit. Yeah, they were up and down. Okay. Downs, but cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, and then tell us, I mean, outside of outside of problem solving, which is your which is your thing. You and I have talked about this a bunch. Any designer, like if you want designers to be happy, like give them autonomy and yeah. help them feel like they're solving actual problems. I should not I should say not even just designers. Um anyone, like anyone especially in tech, like if you want them to feel valued, if you want them to feel like 
you know, their work has meaning, give them like a goal to shoot for, give them a team to work with, give them autonomy to like actually go and find the problem, you know, outline a potential solution, test it, all those things. It's really not, it's not that complicated. Just get out of, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of that stuff, um, maybe we can pivot now to talking about the team. We can talk about um, trying to, yeah, trying to make friends and uh, that line between coworker, friend. Jordan mentioned she had some thoughts on this and she also feels like she's really good at making friends. <laughs> so, no. Jordan, Jordan, do you want to tell, do you want to tell Luke and I about what your experiences have been like? Yeah, I have worked in a in a ton of different scenarios. I worked at an agency for a little bit right out of school. I've worked at startups. I now I'm at Domo, which is a bigger company, and it's just really interesting how alienating not having friends can be, like at work, mm. especially where like outside of work I really just have my family which is great I hang out with them maybe I mean I've said this a million times like four times a week we go and play games at my brother's house so I don't feel like I'm lacking there but it can be really lonely when you don't have friends that you talk to day to day right or even if you like don't get along with your coworkers, like Mm. I don't know I've worked at places where it was pretty toxic and competitive and that just hurts like it just is I don't know demoralizing right like it's fine to like be competitive but it should be driving you to be better like a be be a better designer and not be so I don't know self-involved I guess so it's just really I don't know I've worked at places like that but now I'm at a place where I feel like I'm valued I feel like I get along with my team I have friends outside of work and that I see every day at work like it's just such a complete like different story right I'm in a much better Mm. headspace but um yeah making friends has been hard for me throughout my life I a think I'm lazy at it and I like don't put in the time with the relationships which it's like okay how mad (laughs) can I be if I don't have friends if I don't put in the time right but then b I don't know. I like, I don't, I don't want to play the victim. I don't want to say like, oh, I rub people the wrong way. It's all on them. Cause I know it's not, but I definitely think that was maybe the case when I was younger, like mm. in high school and stuff, but who's not kind of a dick in high school. Let's be honest. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. This whole friendship journey has been, I don't know, really interesting for me. So can I, can I ask a follow-up? Yeah. Um, what's different? What's different where you're at now? Are you different? Is the company different? Is all the context different? Like, what's different? Um, I think working at a lot of places where it, well, not a lot, a couple places where the culture wasn't great, I have mm. stopped caring as much as, like, I used to, where it used to really bug me if I had lunch by myself. Now I'm like, mm. oh, who freaking cares? Like, I'm, it's just one meal. But I haven't yet at Domo. Whenever I go in, I always am eating with someone on my team or mm-hmm. on a different team. So I think I care less, which really, like, sets that bar of expectations much lower. Can't really be disappointed, <laughs> yeah. right? right? And then also Domo is just – I was talking to my coworker today because I'm working on – uh, like our internal prod dev culture. And I was talking with my coworker and he was like, we really act as kind of like a family here at Domo. Like we know mm. details about each other's lives. We enjoy talking to each other. And it wasn't that case maybe five or six years ago. So I mm-hmm. do know that Domo has done a lot of work as far as culture goes to kind of create that tight knit group that we have now. So I think it's yeah. a combination of both. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, there's something I've been thinking about lately. I have a coworker where, uh, I don't know, I, I'm always kind of delighted by the idea. Luke and I have very specific tastes. We're absolute freaking hipster elitist snobs. Um, we're so pretentious. And we I know mean, it. are you a designer? Or... <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Truly, truly, like, it, com- <laughs> it comes with the territory, right? Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite things lately at work has been just being surprised by um, friends 
that um, not that I make, just make making friends with people that you seemingly have like very little in mm-hmm. common with. Yep. I don't know. Luke, Luke, like collaborating with like on-site engineers now, working with product people, analysts, you know, like everybody. Like, what what's your experience been like making friends with like different different kinds of people at work? Yeah, um, it's a lot easier where I'm at now. Um, I don't have to <clears throat> put on what I call my bro sona at the company that I'm at, <laughs> um, which I definitely had to put out, uh, put on at different companies where I'm like, Oh yeah, dude, Donovan Mitchell. So sick. But like, I would actually never say that. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. But right. Yeah. Spider I, Mitchell. <laughs> you seen him? Yeah. Sick. The, uh. the biggest thing that I've learned in the past couple of years is like, not only like fully accepting the people around you as they are, like the people that you wouldn't think they would get along with, but like fully being vulnerable with them as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's terrifying at work to be yourself, right? Like you, you feel like there's work you and real you and it's scary to show the people that like you work with in a professional setting, like, the weird things that you think are interesting or like things that you think are funny. And so it's been like the hardest, but like most rewarding thing that I've changed is trying to be myself a little bit more and trying to, I don't know, on the flip side of that, like love my coworkers for who they are as well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love um, that. I love that. Yeah. It's like real Jordan cries at everything, and now work Jordan does too. So it's yeah. been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Coworkers are like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, it's just a sweet picture of a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great. Um, Luke, that's awesome. Why? Um, I mean, we're, we're designers, right? So we're going to dig in and go another layer deep here. But um. I guess question to both of you: Why is why is that so hard? Being being um, your true self at work instead of just your work self. Um, <clears throat> I, Logan, you obviously know this about me because you're my therapist part time. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> shout out to therapy. Yeah, for hey, real. Sponsor. Um, <laughs> no, but um, my biggest fear is not being liked. So I think that's why it's been like mm. the hardest thing is like. Like when I worked at very bro companies, like I'm someone who I love to paint my nails and like show up to work with my painted nails. And I felt like for a year of my life, I wasn't myself because all of like the dudes that I worked with would look at me different because I showed up with like mm-hmm. pink nails. And I don't know. Yeah, I just got shy talking. <laughs> there it is there's there it is um yeah it's it's extra i don't know i feel the same i feel the same way like it's it's one thing it it just feels like it takes you back to the worst like high schoolish moments, right? Just like that fear of rejection. Yeah. yeah. I always tell I always tell people, even where I'm at now. So I'm at I'm at a place with like the best culture. We have really good culture. Everyone's super accepting and genuine. But I have moments all the time where I feel like I feel like I don't fit in. Um just because I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't get like the complexity of what we're trying to do. I don't feel like I can't contribute. Oh man, Jordan, yeah, Jordan raised your hand because she's she's a domo. What is domo? Fifth. Yeah. Domo is not only an insanely complicated product, it's seven of them. Yeah. Um, those damn seven samurais <laughs> are, are out to get you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like working at a place that's so complex and it feels like everyone they hire has this crazy technical background mm-hmm. except for the design team. Mm-hmm. And no one slows down and changes the expectation of like, hey, um, yeah, the designers might not know what a freaking data lake is um like the designers might not know uh the difference between a boolean and a string and like all these different things like i'm so lost in like this data world it's it's upside down and backwards and inside out Mm -hmm. um but it's not like anyone's trying to make me feel stupid uh everyone's really patient and really kind but you get that 
probably not for Luke because he he's just a physical specimen. He's like mini Thor over here. But <laughs> it takes me back. It takes me back to uh, like high school gym, like the weight room in high school. Or it oh, takes me no. back to it takes me back to like eighth grade algebra, mm-hmm. right? Where you kind of just knew like you were the kid in class that didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So battling that stuff all the time. I mean, we can do. We could do a dozen episodes on imposter syndrome. That's not really what I wanted to focus on, but that's sometimes why it's hard to to fit in because you just feel different mm-hmm. um, in a bunch of different ways. It could be painting your nails. It could be not having the same technical experience as 85% of the company and just not knowing jargon, right? Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, jargon is kicking kicking our butts daily. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Uh, what I have found to kind of combat that is taking this idea of the invisible audience that everyone mm-hmm. thinks that they have. I mean, we definitely have it more in like adolescence, right? We think everyone's looking at us constantly and really no one is because everyone is thinking that way. Everyone has the focus so much on themselves that they're like, everyone's looking at me when really everyone's just looking inward at themselves. That has given me a lot of confidence to be like, you know what? I can not know what we're talking about. I can be the dumbest person in the room because it's like, I'm, and I'm just going to own it because someone's going to think that they're the dumbest in the room. Right. And so we all have like our insecurities and I think it's really important to realize that people think of their own insecurities way more than they think of yours. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just all in your head, right? That narrative is so hard to get rid of, but I don't know. That's just kind of helped me in those scenarios because you're talking about like the designers that don't know those terms. It's at Domo. It's, Oh, Jordan, Jordan, Uh, do you know those terms? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just the application designer. It's fine. But (laughs) (laughs) it's fine. Yeah. It's brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. This this conversation, I mean, it reminded me of when I brought up the topic, I had a specific, uh, I had a specific, company. Um, and it is the company that we talked about in episode four, the company that fired me. Um, Luke, Luke knows that story. Um, but yeah, I was super excited and my expectations were so high. Um, and I just had this crazy experience where I started, I immediately felt, uh, for a lot of different reasons, like, um, just like a total outsider. I dressed different, talked different, acted different. Um, I don't know. It gave me a new like soft spot and a new perspective for um, just people that are just different and trying to survive. I feel like I may have been guilty at previous jobs of kind of high schooling people myself. Yeah. I don't know. You definitely do it on the podcast. I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Luke, do you think that could be true? Let me just think back to everything you just said. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, as much as I felt like an outsider at certain companies, like I definitely made certain people outsiders in my mind where I'm like, I mean, you're doing it simultaneously, right? Like I assume that these people won't like mm-hmm. me because I'm this personality. But what I'm doing now is putting them in a box and saying that I wouldn't get along with them like at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. so it just takes getting so rid the, of that yeah. um i think the reality is that most people at work feel self-conscious while at work and like probably well, everyone everywhere yeah and like yeah. as as much as you want to be accepted they want to be as well so it's just a matter of like getting rid of your pride and being the one to like maybe put yourself out there and be cringeworthy and <laughs> be like, Hey, <laughs> what's that? <hang> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can always find common ground with someone and it yeah. kind of just takes you, like you said, stepping out of your ego and like being like, okay, what is this person like? We can definitely find something to talk yeah. about. You know, we had someone, uh, when I was Logan's intern, which like in a million years outside of work, I wouldn't assume that we would ever get along. Do you know exactly who I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about. And this is, it's, it's one of the best examples of this that 
that anyone could have ever brought up. It's it's spot on. I hope we're talking about. Do you the have same to go person. into it? We are. I know we are. I know we are. Are we talking about the Warhammer it, it, War Dog? Yes, yes Warhammer. <laughs> it's so it's so poignant because we had this crazy tight knit team, and everyone was like almost the same age. Everyone was basically into the same stuff, same personality types, like across the board. And then, I don't know, you could kind of tell, again, lessons learned. Like, I don't, I don't like the way that I felt about this person. Um, just internally, I think I was like, oh, is, is he going to throw off the vibe? Just, just literally just because he was not like the rest of us. And we had such a tight group and such a good thing going. Um, yeah, Luke. How'd that turn out? He was the, my favorite person at the whole company. <laughs> he, um, was the, he, he was the coolest, one of the cool, one of the coolest people I've ever worked yeah, with. Yeah, like Logan touched on, and we were all like kind of hipstery, like self righteous. Like I don't know, we were all MacBook. Like, mm. and he walks in with like his mm. big old HP, like opens it up every day. No, it's like, no, yeah, like no, four no. inches thick. Yeah, and oh, dear. like father of three, like. I don't know. Like in a million years, you wouldn't think that we would be friends just because it, on the surface, it seems like we have nothing in common. Um, but how many hours did we spend playing ping pong? So much, so many hours, too many, obviously. <laughs> more than we spent um, working to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's to this day. I mean, yeah. One of the coolest people I've ever worked with. And I didn't think, I don't know. I didn't think like, um, I don't know. I'm just, it's funny. I'd be like being defensive now. I thought he was great. Like I thought he was great right from the beginning. Nah, um, no, you didn't. I was, I didn't, I did. I didn't think he was like a bad person. Yeah. I didn't think that he was not good at his job, but I was just like, Oh man, they're, they're going to like totally throw off this team with mm -hmm. this different person. Um, and, uh, it honestly, yeah, I, I don't know. I learned so much from that. I had a similar experience with a, with an engineer, right? Like we, kind of joke a lot about software engineers and how different they're, nerds. Um, they're just they're nerds, nerds. Yeah, it's called lightsabers and marvel, marvel and the mandalorian <laughs> this is the way um my my father-in-law is gonna kill me he's a software engineer who's definitely gonna listen to this um but yeah it's it's funny because i remember same thing like we interviewed uh my first job it was an agency job um first real design job. And we walked in uh, and interviewed this really quiet, um, you know, super timid, really quiet candidate for the job. And you guys are, I mean, you both know me, Luke's known me a long time. Jordan's done, you know, five or six episodes with me. I can't stop talking. <laughs> I can't not be the center of attention. Um, yeah. so I just thought, how's this guy like who can barely, he can barely like speak up. Like he's just like not speaking. Um, and not, he's answering questions, but barely like his volume, like super low. And I'm just thinking, man, like the clients are going to have to work with clients. You're going to have to defend your decisions and push back on design and, and, um, all these different things. Uh, so I super just judged him really hard. And, um, he went home, he went home and overnight spent, you know, six or seven hours that night coding up this like super custom thing based on some random thing that I said in the interview and he sent it over to me and was like, Hey, I just thought that you might think this is cool because Aww. of what we talked about today. Yeah. And we hired him and same thing. He's, he is one of the coolest, um, software engineers I've ever worked with hands down to this day. Not only that, but when you learn and dig in, like Luke said, when I just learned to like ask questions and talk, um, there are reasons people are the way that they are. Mm -hmm. And when I learned, when I learned the reasons that this person was so subdued and so quiet, um, I cannot describe to you how awful I felt, you know? Yeah. yeah. One so, of those things where you just don't know, mm -hmm. you don't know what people, what people are going through, what they've been through. No, you really don't. So that's really interesting. I feel like I've been on the other side of this where I've been the one that's gone in and I'm the other, right? Hmm. I don't want this to turn into like a woman in tech situation. Oh, here Talk, we go. whatever. Buckle up. We're going to do it. But <laughs> no, I've worked at companies though, like small startups where I was the only girl. And it's yeah. 
fine. It was fine. But like all of my team, they loved to disc golf. And I'm, I, the hand-eye coordination that I do not have, I cannot tell you guys, I am so bad at it, yeah. but yeah. they just did that at lunch all the time. And I was like, well, okay, I can either hate my life and eat lunch by myself and not have any friends, or I can just go walk around at the park with them and get outside. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And so it was just, I don't know, it was really fun, but it's like, I try to kind of look at it from their perspective, how you guys are talking like, oh, we're hiring like this girl. She can throw off the vibe. We're all Mm kind of just, I don't know, a bunch of guys here. It's a small startup. Like, are we going to get along? We all sit near each other. But by the end of it, I played Super Smash during lunch with them all the time. We went down. There was like a gym in the building and we used to like hang on this bar and see who could hang the longest. Like it was just, (laughs) it was so fun and it was just, it was great. And I love those guys. So I don't know. It's just interesting hearing like your guys' perspective on that. And then also being in that situation where I'm coming in, messing up the vibe, you know, but then not messing up the vibe hopefully contributing to it yeah it's like you said it's just that self-conscious thing mm-hmm. um where everyone's in freaky self-preservation mode yep and uh like wants the thing that they are also unwilling to give i don't know if that makes sense oh like yeah everyone... be vulnerable but i'm not gonna yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it should that be it <laughs> did we do it <laughs> um luke do you have any, any other any other thoughts on this i feel like you have really good insight and i don't know how old no, are you stop. do you care if i ask i am 23 no let me ask <laughs> you're 23 okay 23, cool. yeah. you're very so. very wise for just 23 Years well, of therapy. Just kidding. I'm wise. just kidding. He's he's, he's hey. Yeah. We love therapy. We love it. We love therapy. Um, Luke, may, I mean, we can wrap up with something like that. But I, uh, I don't know. Like, what what has it also been like generationally? Even like Jordan and I. Yeah. She's a bit younger than me, but generation generationally, you and I talk about this all the time. Um, I don't know. I literally don't know another, I don't know tons of 23 year olds, but um, like Luke reads books. He's reads all the time, (laughs) not just like books, but like heavy, like philosophical freaking books. Um, He's super thoughtful and takes a ton of time with people that is like really rare of 23 year olds right now. Um, I don't know. What's it like speaking of finding your people or like finding your place, Luke, like, is that in itself just kind of lonely? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I've never not been the youngest person by like Mm. many years on every team that I've been on. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's, it's intimidating. I don't think that people actually care as much as I, in my mind, think that they care. Um. But, like, yeah, being an intern, I was just, like, I did definitely feel like the annoying 16-year-old, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I kind of flipped it on its head, though. Like, I feel cool now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went from Look at all this experience good. I have. Yeah, no, like, it's, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. It's fun being, like, the young, the young guy in there. But... The- the designated young person to tell him about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, but I think a lot, like, a lot of it is that, like, I grew up with older brothers that are, like, way older than me. Um, and so I just took interest in their interests. And then I met Logan, and that was, like, my senior year of high school was hanging out with him and that team. And um, So I've never really felt, like, too out of place because I feel like my interests kind of align with a lot of people mm-hmm. in that age group mm-hmm. but I don't know like I thought it would be a bigger thing than it has been but um I've got more hair on my face less hair on my head than I had a few <laughs> years ago so <laughs> it's uh yeah, <laughs> just migrates it's less noticeable now so I can kind of get away with it but um 
We'll yeah. see how I adjust when there's younger people in the office than me, because that's going to be a weird day. Yeah. 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 I feel like everyone Someday. always talks about like, oh, I feel so old and I work with all these young people, but no one talks about working with a bunch of 40 year olds when you're in your 20s. Yeah. I'm only mm-hmm. 26, Logan. So mm-hmm. I'm only just like <laughs> so a few young. years older, so but young. it's like, yeah. I'm the youngest on my immediate team that I work with day to day. Everyone is like at least 35, I think. And they all, yeah. some of them have kids that are like 16 or like graduating high school. And I'm like, this is a little awkward. Like, what grounds do I have to tell you what to do yeah. as far as designs go, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was the hardest part about other companies where it was like, I'd be in a room with the other designers and they would, uh, they talk about their kids. And I'm just like, I don't, they, they're just like, I don't know, I, they don't know what to talk to me about. I don't know how to relate to them about their things. So that's been the hardest part is You're finding like, anyone oh, to relate to. I, yeah. I went to this incredibly well-appointed farmer's market this weekend. <laughs> you guys would have loved it. I went to a concert <laughs> at Kilby Court. Do you guys know what Yeah, that you is? both were there. Were you, were you <laughs> both there? Do you see this? Nice. This is There's the nothing poster. Me. I was pointing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're pointing to my poster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. Even just being a designer, sometimes um, there's some inherent outsiderness because we're we're embedded now, right? We're in the pod with them. Like that's the best way to work is like rubbing shoulders with um, software engineers, product people, analysts, um, yeah. product marketers. You know, it's easy. It's easy to feel like we're on the outs. Um, we're not. Everyone's on the outs. We're not. There's no outs. Everyone's on the outs. It's, this is the whole, okay. all of it. Yeah. This is good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it, bring it home here though. Okay. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna wrap this up. We're gonna have another hour funny. long episode. <laughs> no, why not? Oh. Who cares? Um, <laughs> not me. I wanna, I wanna wrap this up by each of us outing ourselves mm. and saying to our dozens of listeners, um, what's one thing that you would be embarrassed? to like if your coworkers like if you, if you went to work tomorrow and someone was like what's the weirdest thing that you like <laughs> what was like what would be like the thing you wouldn't want to show them cuz mine's mine's like easy mine's obvious well, maybe you, you should start first. then you yeah. can't spring <laughs> this yeah you I'm can't gonna spring start. this no, on i'm going to start i'm going to start luke will easily oh, think of I know. something cuz he's into weird stuff like i am but for me it's this uh the youtube series don't hug me i'm scared i'm scared mm-hmm. yeah Oh. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Is by far the weirdest thing that I've ever been into, I don't and know it what is, that is some of the. You'll have to watch it, oh. listener. If you uh. haven't seen it, you got to make sure you have like an hour. But <laughs> I don't, don't, don't I hug me. To. I'm scared. There's some of my favorite favorite YouTube videos ever made, and they're absolutely dark and terrifying and incredible. Okay, um, that's that's my thing. Shout out to Don't Hug Me. I'm scared. Cool. You guys have something. I mean, I have one, but my team already knows this. Okay. But the dozen of so, viewers. I mean, I well, maybe share listen, it. Yeah. Listeners, listeners don't know. So I love ABBA, but specifically the Mamma Mia soundtrack. So it's like Meryl Streep singing ABBA is 10 out of 10 yeah. for me. I okay. like, love That's it. That's a really good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Lukey, you got anything? I mean, you make fun of me for it all the time. Um I know what you're going to say. The hours and hours and hours of anime that I watch. Have you watched Demon Slayer, though? I have. Oh, I love Demon Slayer. Listen, guys, this is making me uncomfortable. I feel like an outsider. (laughs) I feel like an outsider. I don't appreciate this. Hey, you talked about generational things. I feel like I'm on the cusp of, like, millennials and Gen Z. That's true. So I, like, I don't know. We flip-flop. I'm the boring old guy that doesn't like anime. Anime's great. I mean... I'm pending, pending on we're going to watch My Hero Academia next. I don't know. We're going to mm. see. <laughs> well, Luke, try and think of something else and let me know, because apparently everyone's in anime, so you're not weird. I'm weird. <laughs> yes. Oh. Cool. Well, that was fun. First guest ever, Poop Cranmer in the house. I'm honored. Luke, thank you. <laughs> you did great. Oh, thanks for having you me. You did so good, man. I, uh, yeah. That was so much fun. Uh, listener, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Um, we're going to try and do more like collaborative, participatory episodes like episode three. Uh, we're going to keep pulling in uh, people like Luke here to 
talk about crazy, weird, vulnerable stuff that we normally don't get to talk to at work. So that's all I got. Anything else, Jordan? No, just thank you. That was a really good conversation. Yeah, thanks, Luke. All right, you know what time it is. I'm going to go watch Better Call Saul. Mm, I don't have a dessert today. I have a brownie. Oh, I have a brownie. Boo. You have a bre- just a boring old brownie. It has peanut butter in it. Peanut okay. butter brownie. That, that will pass. Yeah. That will pass. Luke, what are you doing? I'm going to go play pool at Twilight Lounge. Love it. Who is this guy? <laughs> pool, pool shark. Well, both, yeah, both my kids are in bed, and I'm going to sit on the couch and watch television with my wife. Oh, you're so I'm old. <laughs> I know. Just kidding. <laughs> that sounds awesome. All right. All right. You're both amazing. Love you. I'm out. See ya. Love you. Bye. Bye.